0: Welcome to Goop Tales, Episode 13, Phibius and the Black Desert. I'm Maria Calancini and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in this goop tale, little Phibius, who is named because he tells little fibs, gets swept away to the Sahara Desert, where he is stuck between a black and white desert. Where will he end up? and will a scorpion attack him? Listen to the story and you will find out. And after you're finished, I am going to tell you how you can go to gooptails.com and see all of the photos that go with this story and make sure to find the tiny fibius hidden in every photo. And I'll also tell you how you can write your own story ending to this goop tale and submit it for publication online at gooptails.com. Gooptails, Episode 13 Phibius and the Black Desert. The gentle Phibius tried his best to please his friends with merry jest. He tried to help them when he could, for Phibius. He was very good. As he was good, I can't say why, the gentle Phibius used to lie. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very gentle and sweet goop boy named Phibius. He was quite merry and almost always in a good mood. He loved to entertain his other goop friends with magic tricks and his tiny whip. Sometimes he pretended that he was a cowboy in the Wild West, wrangling up cattle. Other times he dreamt of being on safari and keeping the lions away from the campground with his whip. He could take his whip and draw fierce, roaring lions in the air that would disappear as fast as he drew them. The other goops were always entertained by Phibius but they knew that he would turn on them with a tiny fib if it suited him. One day, Phibius decided he wanted to play leapfrog. He didn't have a frog, so he decided to dress up his neighbor's tiny chihuahua, Pico, and use him to hop over. When he had Pico all dressed up, he invited Ascalot and Dowanu over to play leapfrog. They had a grand time hopping over Pico the chihuahua frog. They laughed so hard their stomachs hurt. Pico didn't seem to mind until Dewanu didn't leap high enough. He accidentally landed right on top of Pico, who let out a strong yelp. Ascalot, Phibius, and Dewanu all stared at each other with large bug eyes because they knew Pico yelped so loud that Phibius's mother was sure to hear it. And she did. She came outside and found all three goops sitting on the ground, staring at her with big, sweet doe eyes. And there in the corner was a whimpering little Pico, dressed as a frog. Who did this? Who dressed Pico as a frog? She asked. No one answered. They all just stared back at her with their doe eyes, so she asked them one by one. Askalot? Did you dress up Pico like a frog? She asked. No, I didn't," said Ascalot. Phibius, did you dress up Pico like a frog?" she asked. "Nope, not me," he fibbed. Both Ascalot and Dewanu glared at Phibius, but they didn't say a word because they didn't want to rat him out. Phibius's mother saw it all, and she instantly knew it was him. She asked Ascalot and Dewanu to go home and then she told Phibius to take Pico back to the neighbors. As soon as he got home, she told him that he was grounded for two hours and had to go to his room. Phibius was a bit angry about this because he didn't feel he did anything wrong. He and his friends were just having fun with Pico. He went upstairs to his room and started whirling his whip about, drawing lions in the air, until it caught the propeller of a long-forgotten wooden airplane sitting on the very top shelf in his room. The airplane was given to Phibius by his favorite Uncle Ned, who was a fearless explorer. Uncle Ned had told Phibius many tales of his adventures in Egypt. Phibius flew the airplane around his room using his little whip, dreaming of Egypt and pyramids and camels and huge deserts. He dreamt of flying over the Sahara Desert and gazing on sandstorms below. He dreamt of fantasy sandscapes that formed large desert fortresses. He found himself spinning faster and faster as the airplane took off right out of his bedroom window. Phibius was tethered to the plane with his tiny whip. He held on tight while the plane just flew and flew, until they were gliding over the most beautiful night sky with the earth miles below. Phibius looked down and could see almost all of Africa lit up by the lights of the night, and there was the Sahara Desert far beneath him. The teeny plane flew very close over the desert and dropped Phibius right in the middle of the Sahara. He landed with a small thud beside a tiny sleeping creature that looked like a very strange fox with big ears. Phibius was petrified. What if this fox wasn't friendly? He started to quietly inch away when the fox opened his big eyes and stared right at Phibius. Chapter 2 Phibius froze. The small fox was just as scared and sunk back into the sand. I'm sorry, said Phibius. I didn't mean to scare you, but I didn't know if you were friendly, and I don't know where I am. The fox moved forward just a bit and let out a sigh of relief. (sighs) You never know who you're going to meet in the desert and whether or not they will be friendly, and then you... I've never seen a creature like you. What are you? asked the fox. I'm a goop, of course, and I could say the same thing about you. I've never seen a fox like you, said Phibius. Well, I'm a fennec fox, of course, said the small fox with just a touch of sarcasm. Okay, I got your point, said Phibius. My name is Phibius. Hmm, that's a curious name. What does that mean? Ugh, thought Phibius. Now I have to tell him that I tell tiny fibs from time to time. Well, on second thought, I could just fib, he thought to himself. Phibius just means fantastic. Now, what is your name? he said. The little fox thought this was very strange. He didn't really believe Phibius, but he didn't say anything. My name is Tomba. It means second boy. I have an older brother named Kofi. So what is a fennec fox anyway? Phibius was eager to change the subject of names. Tomba explained to Phibius that a fennec fox was a type of desert fox with big ears that released body heat so they could stay cool. Their ears also helped them hear things from far away. Phibius thought that was the most amazing thing ever and was wishing he had big ears when Tomba looked at him and said, "Shh, I hear something. Phibius listened, but he couldn't hear a thing. Tomba cocked his left ear and then motioned for Phibius to follow him as he scurried off deep into the desert darkness. Phibius followed Tomba far into a sand burrow. Once they were safely beneath the sand, Tomba told Phibius he had heard a Deathstalker scorpion coming for them. The Deathstalker was the deadliest kind of scorpion and it could kill them. Phibius froze He was deathly scared of scorpions. Tomba shook him and said, It's okay. You don't have to be scared. He's far away now. I'm not scared, fibbed Phibius. Tomba knew he was fibbing, but didn't say a word. It was a dark night with predators out, so Phibius and Tomba dug out a little hole for themselves in the sand. They created a cave that would hide them, and then settled in for a good night's sleep. At sunrise, Tomba gently nudged Phibius and prodded him to come out. Phibius squinted as he watched the sun slowly rise over the horizon. Sunbeams slid over sand dunes, and the whole desert was drenched in gold, yellow, and orange. It was a brilliant sight, and Phibius felt peaceful yet excited as he bathed in the glorious gold sun rays. Look, said Phibius, as he pointed to two sets of footprints in the sand leading off into the horizon. Don't worry about those. They're just from travelers passing by. They won't cause us any harm. But we do have to be on the lookout for jackals. They will eat me, and I think they might like to eat you too, replied Tomba. I'm not afraid, Phibius fibbed again. Once again, Tomba didn't really believe Phibius, but he kept quiet. He wondered why Phibius kept telling tiny little lies instead of the truth. It concerned him, for good reason. Well, I'm scared of jackals. I don't want them to eat me. But I'm clever, and I know how to hide from them, Tomba said. How's that? asked Phibius. I stay away from the Black Desert, which is where they live. Black Desert? said Phibius. Well, I'm not scared of the Black Desert, but we don't need to go there. It isn't always your choice, said Tomba. Sometimes you're led there, and you can't help it. What do you mean? asked Phibius. You just get closer to the Black Desert when you do things you shouldn't do. Like what? asked Phibius with just a smidgen of concern in his voice. Well, things like stealing, or lying, or things like that. Phibius didn't say a word. He was too busy counting how many fibs he had already told Tomba. I want to go home, Phibius blurted out. If that is what you want, we'll have to go to the White Desert where you can make a wish for whatever you like. How do you get there? asked Phibius. You get guided there, just like you get guided to the Black Desert. But to get guided to the White Desert, you have to do good things. Like what? asked Phibius. Like, be nice, be helpful, and be honest. Things like that, said Tomba as he looked Phibius straight in the eye. "'Why are you looking at me like that?' asked Phibius. "'I think you know,' replied Tomba. "'I don't,' fibbed Phibius, who knew exactly what Tomba was talking about. "'Suit yourself,' said Tomba. "'But pay attention to the ground beneath you. "'It always tells the truth.' "'Phibius looked down at the ground beneath him, "'and the golden-orange sand was gone.' In its place was cracked, blackened desert earth and a horned skull. Chapter 3 Phibius looked down at the scary skull and the charred ground beneath him. A little tear rolled down his face. He knew it was his fault they were being guided towards the black desert. He looked up at Tomba who said, Shh! Phibius froze. I hear a death stalker scorpion, but I don't know where to hide. There is no sand, whispered Tomba. Right near Tomba's tail was a death stalker ready to strike. The scorpion's back was to Phibius, so Phibius swung his tiny whip in the air and cracked it right over the death stalker, splitting him in two. Phibius! You saved my life! That was amazing! Thank you! said Tomba. Phibius looked down at the earth, and it turned just a shade lighter. It's my fault we're being guided to the Black Desert, he said, looking straight at Tomba. How is that? asked Tomba with kindness in his eyes. I fibbed, I fibbed when I told you what my name meant. "'I fibbed when I told you that I wasn't scared of scorpions, "'and I fibbed when I said I wasn't scared of jackals. "'I'm sorry.' "'You're telling the truth now, and that is all I ask. "'We have a long way to go if we want to get to the white desert. "'Let's carry on.' "'So they walked on. "'The sun threw down its heat, "'and Phibius felt like his entire body was on fire. "'He was blazing hot.' He was tired, and he couldn't think straight. He looked up, and off in the distance, he saw a zebra standing next to dazzling blue water. Look over there! It's a zebra! Sitting on a beach! Let's go! We can go swimming! Tomba looked around and saw nothing but miles of sandy desert in every direction. It's a mirage, Phippius! You're hot and tired, and you're seeing things. You're seeing black and white. You're confused. It happens out here. No, it's for real. Look, said Phibius as he started to run towards the zebra. Stop, stop. That isn't the right way, called out Tomba, but it was too late. Phibius had run very far away in the direction of the imaginary zebra. He was going further and further into the black desert. Tomba ran after him, shouting, Stop, Phibius, please stop! Phibius kept running and running as fast as he could. His eyes were on the imaginary ocean, and all he wanted to do was jump in it. Where is it? It disappeared! said Phibius as he turned around to see Tomba chasing after him. Tomba finally caught up and tried to explain that it was just imaginary. Phibius was so hot and so tired, he couldn't move. We have to keep moving, Phibius. We've come too far into the Black Desert. Please don't sit down, Tomba pleaded. I need to rest just for a moment, said Phibius. The Black Stallion will come for us and take us into the Black Desert forever if we don't turn back. Please, please, Phibius, follow me, please. Tomba pleaded. Black stallion, who is that? asked Phibius. The black stallion lives in the black desert. Legend says that once he picks you up, he will take you far up into the black desert's volcano and you'll never be seen again. You will be a prisoner there forever. Jackals live in the volcano. There is no coming back. Deep down, this terrified Phibius but he didn't want to show it, so he said, "'Silly old legend. There's no such thing as the black stallion in a volcano prison. I don't believe it.' As soon as he said this, Phibius regretted it, but he couldn't take it back. Tomba was very still, and his ears stood up and opened wide. "'Oh, Tomba, what is it? I don't like it when your ears stand up. It scares me. What are you hearing? I don't hear anything.' Shh! Off in the distance, very far. I hear it faintly, but it's coming fast. Very fast. What's coming? Who's coming? pleaded Phibius. Tomba looked around with his ears spread wide open. As he looked to the north, he stopped turning. His ears were the widest they had ever been. Phibius felt a tiny trembling on the ground beneath him sand started to gather in the air and form tiny clouds. The sand clouds grew bigger as the trembling grew stronger. The air turned dusty gray as sand swirled around them. Phibius and Tomba looked up to see a magnificent black stallion emerging from the sandstorm. He was charging through the desert, leaving a swirling sandstorm in his wake. He was magnificent, powerful, and terrifying all at once, and he was headed right towards Phibius and Tomba. Chapter 4 Both Phibius and Tomba were frozen with terror. Phibius snapped out of his trance first because he felt so badly about Tomba. He knew the appearance of the black stallion was his fault, but he didn't know how to make things right. I fibbed! I fibbed! He bleated out, but he knew it was too late. There was no stopping the black stallion. Phybius held up his tiny whip and began to wave it about wildly. It would be no match for the stallion, but it began to create tiny sand clouds. Look, Tomba, follow me! I will create so many sand clouds, the black stallion won't be able to find us. Tomba didn't know what else to do. He had always hidden in sand burrows before, but this time there were none. So he followed Phibius. Phibius ran in the opposite direction of the stallion as he wildly waved about his whip. He swirled it vigorously above his head, forming sand cloud after sand cloud. Soon the air was so full of sand that they could hardly see their hands. Phibius spun his whip with one hand and held on to Tomba with the other as they silently moved away from the thundering hooves of the black stallion. They didn't make a sound as they journeyed through the sand. Phibius could feel sand everywhere, in his shoes, down his shirt, and all over his face and crawling up his nose. He felt like he could barely breathe. He stopped, and so did Tomba. He could just make out Tomba's face through the dusty air between them. His ears were raised and open wide. He looked at Phibius and gave a tiny shake of his head, indicating to Phibius not to move. Phibius didn't stir. They heard the stallion neigh. He sounded no more than a few feet away. He neighed again and kicked his feet in the air. Phibius could see one of his hind hooves as it flew behind Tomba's head. Phibius desperately wanted to run away, but Tomba calmed him with a gentle but direct gaze. Phibius didn't move even a centimeter. They huddled together quietly while the stallion neighed several more times. Finally, it started to move away from them. They could hear the frustrated stallion turning in circles as it moved further and further in the opposite direction. Phibius reached out to Tamba without saying a word and squeezed his tiny paw in thanks. Tamba smiled back at Phibius and whispered, We did it together. We did, but truly, Tamba, you're the bravest creature I've ever met, said Phibius. Phibius almost couldn't believe that he said this, but it was true, and he had to tell the truth. Thank you, blushed Tamba. As the sand around them started to settle down and the air started to clear, they could see the most pristine white desert. The sand was white and soft without any sign of the dark sands they were in before. There were several white rock formations that resembled Sphinx off in the distance. The sky was blue with pink clouds. It was peaceful. Everything was white and any sense of fear was gone. Look, we made it, Tomba. We really made it, said Phibius. We did, and I have to thank you for that. I have never been to the White Desert before. I had no idea how exquisite it really is. Thank you for this. If you hadn't taken me on this journey, I would never have seen the White Desert. We took each other said Phibius, and now it's time for my wish. It is, said Tomba. I will never forget you, Phibius. For just a moment, Phibius could hear thundering hooves in the distance. He was scared, but he looked at Tomba, who was calm, and he knew it would be okay. I wish I could go back home to Goop World. Off in the distance, Phibius saw a glorious white stallion coming right for him, but he wasn't afraid. The stallion ran right to Phibius and lowered himself as Phibius hopped on his back. Phibius closed his eyes as they ran into the soft white clouds and felt the sand swirling about him until it quieted down. When he opened his eyes, he was back in Goop World. His new friend Tomba was far behind. Phibius shook the sand from his hat, cracked his whip and set off to find Ascalot and tell her all about the Black Stallion. Unfortunately, Ascalot was in China, stuck on a cliff, with two large eyes staring right at her. But that is a tale for another time. So, I hope you enjoyed Phibious and the Black Desert. And if you did... I would be so, so happy if you would go to iTunes and leave me a review for Goop Tales because those reviews are what helps me to spread the word so I can keep on producing the Goop Tales podcast. So please tell your family and friends and leave a review. And now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 13. That's the number 1313. And you will be able to see all of the photos that go with this story. See what the black desert looks like in the black stallion and the white stallion. And you will also be able to download the first half of this story and write your own story ending and submit it for publication online at gooptails.com. So that's it for this time. And I will see you next time in Ask a Lot and the wise Buddha. Until then, make every day a goop day.